friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs, and I'm so happy to be here with you today. We are in a special series right now called Ennea Summer 2021. The Enneagram is a personality typing system and a tool that we love around here because of how it helps us to know ourselves better and to love our people better. It's just a tool, one of many that can help us with personal growth, but one that we find really interesting and helpful. During Ennea Summer, we talk with both a male and a female who identify as each type. These are my staff and my friends or friends of friends who are just normal people who found the Enneagram helpful for understanding themselves better. Of course, they don't represent everything about their number, nor do they represent every person who identifies as this number, but I think they will do a beautiful job telling us about themselves and giving us an invitation into their lives. And we're doing something a little different during Ennea Summer 2021. We're focusing on where each type goes in stress and where they go in security. Be sure to go back and listen to our conversations with the eights, the nines, the ones, and the intro episode with Enneagram coach Haley Watkins if you missed those. We are hearing incredible feedback from eights and nines and ones about how connected they feel with these particular guests and with these conversations, particularly with what Suzanne Stabile says in each show. So be sure to go back and listen, whether you love an eight, a nine, or a one, or whether you are one, I think you're really going to enjoy those conversations. But before we dive into this conversation, I want to take a moment and give a shout out to our amazing partner, your Enneagram coach. Have you shared the Enneagram with someone in a way that helped encourage them? Do you enjoy coming alongside people to champion them as they journey towards health in themselves and in their relationships? If your answer to one of those questions is yes, you're going to love hearing about this special opportunity. It's no secret since we're in the middle of Enneagram Summer 2021 that we love how helpful the Enneagram is around here. And your Enneagram coach, Beth McCord, is one of our go-to Enneagram experts. In fact, you can hear her on every episode of Enneagram Summer 2019. But did you know that Beth and her team actually certify Enneagram coaches? They have over a thousand Enneagram coaches worldwide, including our expert, Haley Watkins. And these coaches are literally changing their own lives by building a flexible and successful career, doing something they're passionate about. But more importantly, they are helping others grow, heal, and flourish using the powerful tool of the Enneagram from a Christian perspective. Beth's certification program opens a few times each year and it's opening soon. But before it opens, Beth wanted to give my friends the opportunity to explore this further. So right now you can register for Beth's mini course, Core Essentials for Enneagram Coaching for free. If you're even slightly curious about what an Enneagram coach is, what they do, and if it might be a fit for you, then Core Essentials for Enneagram Coaching is an important training tool for you. And for a limited time, Beth is offering this mini course to our friends for free. Learn more and sign up for your free Core Essentials for Enneagram Coaching mini course at yourenneagramcoach.com forward slash TSF. Like, that sounds fun. And if you're listening to this episode after enrollment is closed, you can still sign up to be notified next time registration opens at yourenneagramcoach.com forward slash TSF. And now for our conversation with our Ennea Summer 2021 Type 2s, Ashley and Danny. Twos are also known as the helpers or supportive advisors. I'm going to let them introduce themselves, and then we're going to hear some thoughts about twos from one of our favorite Enneagram experts, Suzanne Stabile. And after that, Danny and Ashley will give us their responses and share more about how they experience the world as twos. So here's my conversation with our Ennea Summer 2021 Type 2s, Ashley and Danny. Danny and Ashley, twos. 
What is it? What's it feel like to be a two? Just what does it feel like to care about people? Tell me. Uh, it can be stressful. <laughs> that's for sure. Really? Mm-hmm. The first word that comes to mind is exhausting. <gasps> yeah. Really? Both that, of you. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just are constantly thinking about others. Yes. Which is a great thing, a great quality. But if you let it get out of control, then you just get burnt out. A hundred percent. This is going to be great because I don't think like y'all at all. So, <laughs> uh, Danny, will you start, introduce yourself, tell us um, as much of this as you want to, your name, just do first name, name, age, married, single, kids, no kids, and what you do for your job? Yeah. So, uh, Danny uh, grew up in Georgia, moved to Nashville. What part of Georgia? Uh, Swanee, Georgia. Let's go. I'm oh, from Marietta. So nice. It's pretty close. Swanee, um, where the Falcons practice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um Moved here about four years ago. Okay. Um, graduated from UGA and then moved up here. Go dog sick. Um, Me too. Exactly. Man, you're just hitting all the right boxes mm-hmm, right now. Mm-hmm. I work in management consulting to the CDC. Um, so that's what? pretty interesting. What does that mean? Um, just a lot of uh, financial management and process improvement type stuff with the funding that they get all the time. So, so have you been like job. way up in the So it's actually stuff? a new job. Yeah. Actually a new job. So I just started there about month and a half ago. Oh, my gosh. Um, but so far, pre- really, really interesting. Um, and single, no kids. Um, lover of the outdoors and activity. Yeah. And, yeah, I think that about sums and it up. And you come to us via our coworker, Emma. Yes. You're friends correct. with her husband, her and her husband, Eli. Yeah. How yeah. do you know them from home? Um, Eli and I both went to UGA around okay. the same time, at the yeah. same time, graduated at the same time. And then when he moved here... We just reconnected, um, lived together for two years um, right before he got married. you mm-hmm. and married our Emma. I know. Um, that's great. Thank you for doing this today. Mm-hmm. No I'm problem. really glad you're here. Excited. Um, Ashley, who are you? Hi, I'm Ashley. I am originally from East Tennessee. I grew up in Chattanooga. So I have a kinship to Georgia mm-hmm. because it's just across the state just line. Just over the state line. But, what would y'all go to Georgia for? Uh, well, Atlanta was as close a big city as we had. Sure. It's either Atlanta or Nashville for, right. like, you know, the Ikea. good malls. For Ikea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why I still go to Atlanta. It's for Ikea. But um, my husband and I have been in Nashville for 16 years, so Nashville's home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm married to um, an eight who y'all have heard already. Yep. So he's awesome. And uh, we have two little girls, an 11-year-old and an 8-year-old. And I work as as the staff boss. She's of the staff boss Downs at our Books. company. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We just gave her a new title yesterday. Yeah. So I'm I'm not sure how I feel about the title, but I love the job. <laughs> a whole weekend. It's technically the COO yes. of yeah. Downs Books and That Sounds Fun <laughs> podcast. But um, we made a decision this year, Danny, that one of the first things we wanted to do across any of summer was have as many of the staff on as wanted to be on because people feel like they know them from social media. So we thought it'd be fun. So we filled any of summer with staff and then filled in with friends. So that's how you're here because shocking no one, I don't have a male two on staff. I only have one male. (laughs) He's a seven. So we'll hear him with the sevens. But uh, will you kind of start, Danny? Tell me, when we walked in the studio, you had some words about how you feel about the Enneagram. Tell me how you feel about the Enneagram. How'd you even figure out that you identified as a two? Yeah, so I learned about the Enneagram probably a couple years ago when it started getting real big, Mm -hmm. right when everybody learned about it, I think. Um, and it was a bittersweet introduction. I really liked the concept of the Enneagram, um, but my friends had a tendency to 
talk about it way too much and yep. like excuse their actions by, oh, I'm just doing this because I'm a five. And I'm just like, that's not how this works. <laughs> um, so for a long time, I was very anti-Enneagram. Um, but I mean, I saw the benefits in getting to know people and understanding them better. And that's why I like have invested some time in getting to know about it. Um, I knew that I was a two just, I mean, I think, I think in the little, um, summary of it, it says people pleaser and man, that was me to a mm, T really? growing up as a kid. And still now, um, I think I've gotten to be a healthier two. Um, but I definitely would have explained myself as a people pleaser. Um, and then I took the test and I was like, yeah, this is pretty spot on for who I am. As you, as you continue to learn about characteristics of a two, it still feels true. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And meeting other people that are also twos, which I don't come across too often either. Especially not guys, right? Yeah. I don't think I've ever come across another two that's a guy. Um, It's one of the hardest spots to fill every year on the Enneas Summer. Well, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, yeah, we're thankful for you, Danny. Um, Um, Why is that? Why do you think more men don't identify as twos? um, Honestly, I don't know. I've never really thought about that. Probably, I mean, initial thoughts is just the macho mentality of being Mm -hmm. tough and not just kind of thinking about yourself and being the alpha Mm -hmm. in all situations um, that kind of drives guys to not be twos. Um, But yeah, I don't know. And just talking to other friends that, I have that are twos that just how we can relate on like things of the soul essentially Wow, um, is how I know that, yeah, I'm a two and I'm proud of it. How you relate on things of the soul. Ashley, how true does that feel to you? So beautiful and feels, (laughs) (laughs) it resonates. Y'all are going to be best friends. Danny's going to start eating dinner at (laughs) y'all's home once a month. Come on over. Ash, how'd you know you were a two? Gosh, it's been about probably 12 years ago, that I was working for a phenomenal leader, mutual friend of ours, um, Jenny Katrin, and mm-hmm. she put on uh, these coaching groups for women women leaders. And, um, and I, this is, the irony of this is y'all are going to love it. I was present at these coaching groups um, for female leaders as the coordinator. I was there to make sure the snacks were um, stocked, that <laughs> the supplies were available, yeah. and that the temperature in the room was comfortable for everyone. You know, I was there to make sure everyone had what they needed, but I was lucky enough then to just get to sit in the back of the room and take in the the content too. And part of the curriculum for that um was Jenny, along with a a licensed therapist, um, teaching these ladies about the Enneagram. And so I just like soaked it all in. um, And it was through hearing them describe the characteristics of the two that I, I I mean, it resonated so quickly and so deeply. Um, Even again, in the function I was playing while I was there, um, that that I was like, oh, oh, yeah, that's me. But the, the, the real... The real clincher was when um, when they would talk about the like the passion of the two or the the signature sin yeah. of the two being pride, which is oh, it's pride, yeah. And it's such an interesting you monsters. I, right, I'm just right. <laughs> I'm just it's funny because um, it, it's a pride that doesn't necessarily present as like arrogance or self centeredness. It presents as oh, I know best. I know what you need. I've I yeah. Y'all keep it quiet. It's very subtle. Yeah, yeah, um, subtle. And so, but it's it's something that it's even been described to me um, as like I'm I'm willing to like step into the place of God in your life because 
I think I know what you need and how to help you and how to fix this. And, and so when, as much as I hate to admit it, hearing, oh, this, this personality type gets real bogged down in pride, I, it felt like, yeah, that's been my whole life. The people pleaser part, the I care what people think so deeply that I've got to manage their perceptions of me. Um, That dips into the three wing a little bit. Yeah. Do you know which wing you wing? Oh, yes. Dude, two's a three wing. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, it, it hurts, but it, it's real. Yeah. And you just get to, you feel as though you know people deeper than most others. And so you're just like, I understand you're not saying what you're saying, but I pick, I'm pick. i picking up on what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And that's where kind of that pride sense comes in of like, if you were to just listen to me in this moment, like I can help you out. I, yeah, I've got this. One of the things that I really struggle with is when people don't tell me what they actually mean. But it sounds like you're saying that y'all always think people aren't saying what they actually mean, that you can intuitively know what they really need more than they're able to communicate. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. a lot of times. The I'll be sitting in a restaurant at dinner and and I know this of you and <laughs> feel from people around me from strangers like they're having a stressful experience and if the server and and so I have to do this little chat with myself about hey that's not yours to pick up like mm. you can just be present with the people you're with. Do you have some more experiences, Danny? Um, not to that extent, I guess. But yeah, in a in a way of feeling people's emotions without them saying anything that's definitely a common thread in like my you life. had dinner last night with our friends when you're sitting at dinner with Emma and Eli and with the other people are you thinking about what do they need yeah I mean I, I like to make sure that everybody is enjoying themselves and if someone's not feeling involved or like included then I reach out to them or like I start the conversation with them and make sure that they're also having a good time and it's all about it's just constantly about others yep y'all <laughs> Okay, let's listen to Suzanne Stabile describe Enneagram 2s, and then I would love to hear your thoughts. Twos uh, are very interesting creatures in that they have so many feelings, but the feelings they feel are seldom their own. They pick up the feelings of people around them, And then they act on those feelings, very seldom acting on their own. Twos are helpers on the Enneagram, or givers. It was a shock to me to find out how much I had helped my two daughters when they didn't want my help. (laughs) (laughs) And then it was a shock to find out how many other people I'd just gone out of my way to help who really didn't want my help. So a good way to look at that for twos is, is if you're giving... Beyond need and beyond request. And I historically did an awful lot of that. Twos uh, want to be wanted and they want to be loved. They settle for appreciation. Wow. They don't think they're quite lovable enough unless they're doing something for you. So they do for people, but they give until they're empty And then they return to their own lives with no energy left for taking care of themselves. And that's not good in any number. And it's certainly not good in a number that is inclined toward giving. And, you know, um, all giving can be altruistic and all giving can be manipulative. 
And that's work a two has to do to figure out, you know, what am I doing and why am I doing it? And is it mine to do? When she sums it all up, you're kind of just like, man, I, not that I have a tough life, but I put so much on myself all the time that no one asks you to. No one's ever really asking that many favors of you. You just put it on yourself to be like, yeah, I can, I can help out here. And it's just, I don't know. She did a really good job. I think it's also fair for you to say it's, it's a tough life. You don't have to downplay that. I think twos do have a hard time. What do you think listening to her? The part that stings is the all giving can be altruistic or manipulative because um, only I can dig that out for myself. You know, my behavior, what's, what's— Yeah, we'll never know. Yeah, what, what, what's happening in the lives of the people around me is the same, you know. And so it's just like, okay, I've, I've got to actually go within to parse out, is this— am I doing this because I want to and it's needed and it's been requested or am I doing this because I'm, I need something here? Mm-hmm. The longer I've been doing this work, the more frequently I catch myself um, helping when it hasn't been asked for or wanting to and, and catching myself and saying, okay, like I, don't, I can let this go until they ask. And then I've got my superpower available to them, you know? <laughs> yeah. Hey, friends, just taking a short break from this conversation to give a shout out to our amazing partners, Features. You know that terrible feeling? We've all experienced it when your socks slip off your heel and down into the black hole of your shoe during the day. Either you have to stop and dig it out or deal with it all bunched up in your shoe. It's the actual worst. The truth is that not all socks are created equal, but I can tell you which ones are the best. Features is obsessed with making the perfect sock. Ones you don't have to think about because their custom-like fit means they don't slip, they don't bunch, and they certainly don't give you blisters. I love wearing features for workouts and everyday life because they're so comfortable. It feels like they're shaped specifically for my feet, and I love that they stay right where they belong. There are no annoying toe seams, and the fun colors make matching socks on laundry day a breeze. I predict you'll quickly become obsessed with their socks, too. You'll get the support you're looking for with the targeted compression around your arch. I, like, love the feel of that squeeze. And you'll get the cool, dry comfort and performance you're looking for. You'll get their customer service you're looking for with a lifetime guarantee. If you're unsatisfied with features at any point, they'll send you a replacement pair, no questions asked. Features is challenging you to try a pair. If they're not the best socks you've ever worn, they'll take them back. They are so confident that you'll love their socks that they're also giving listeners, if that sounds fun, $10 off your first pair of Features when you go to Features.com slash sounds fun. That's F-E-E-T-U-R-E-S dot com slash sounds fun for $10 off your first pair of Features. And now back to our conversation with Danny and Ashley. Why don't y'all say no very much? I just don't think it ever feels like that big of a deal. Ah. Like it just seems like the normal thing to do. Like someone washing a me, dog, washing yeah. a car, any of Yeah, well, washing a car, man. Maybe that's a little too much. <laughs> okay, <laughs> noted. Kidding. I'll take that off my list of requests. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just always seems like it. It would be the kind of the right thing to do, and it's not going to cause me too much trouble. So why wouldn't I help out? I don't know if that yeah. makes sense. It yes. totally does. Of course it does. 
I thought an interesting thing Suzanne said is what y'all want is love, but you settle for appreciation. Oh, that one hurts. So real. <laughs> really? Yeah. How do they look different? It's easy to please us in a way because it's simple just like, man, I appreciate everything that you've done for me today um, or thanks for putting in the hard work can go such a long way when really there's not always that much weight behind it to where it's it's kind of baseless. It's not going to last forever, but in our minds it's like, wow, that's all that that's all I really needed in this really? moment. But the um, difference between a oh my gosh, you killed it today or thanks for everything you've done versus hey, when you did X, it meant this to me and it changed the way my day went. That like that step over to the specific and the meaningful, like, that feels feels like love versus appreciation. Yeah. And to me, it's a lot of, like, the other person acknowledging that I didn't have to do anything or saying, hey, I understand that you went out of your way or you noticed this need in me and thank you for fulfilling it for me. That does a lot for me, too, where it's like they see that I have kind of gone out of my way in a sense to be able to help them out. It's like it becomes symbiotic and not just beneficial for one person. When you go out of your way, you also said most of the time it's not that big of a deal to you to help. But do you know when you want us to know that you've gone out of your way? Does, are you going to see what I'm asking? Know? Yeah, do you know when you go... I went out of my way on this one. I hope they know I went out of my way. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. I'm sheepish saying this out loud, but yeah. I think because that comes, it does come so naturally, and it surprises me that it doesn't come naturally to other people, then it it makes it feel big enough for people to notice. That's fine. Yeah. I wish everybody could see y'all's faces. <laughs> You're both kind of grimacing and laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like hard to admit and yeah. hard to say out loud. I don't know. I think me personally, I don't know if struggle is the right word, but it might be. Struggle with like not wanting to be a burden on other people. Mm-hmm. And so not wanting to feel like I need that reassurance because I should want and be able to give that to myself. And that just, it's a its a cycle. That it's sounds just, like a bad cycle. It can be, yeah. That's that's when it can be unhealthy, yeah. for sure. I don't need to say anything else. He said it. Yeah. <laughs> the interesting thing about that is it sounds like if y'all need something, you don't want to ask for help, but you always want to help others. You don't even want the recognition because that's making you need something from other people. But in your heart, you want the recognition. That's pretty spot on. Yeah, everything you just said is very true for me. Wow. Yeah, how dare you call us out? Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm mean, a little that, exposed. That is such a hard thing to have happening in your mind all the time. Yeah. I think one of the perfect ways of like exemplifying this is I took a leadership course. It was part of a certificate program at UGA that we discussed how to be leaders, discussed all of our different personality traits and all that sort of stuff. And I realized that I do enjoy being the leader, but I want to be it in the background. I never want anyone to notice that I am the one leading, but I want to be the leader. And it's okay if I don't get that recognition at the end, 
because I still kind of get the satisfaction of, oh, I, I know that I helped you guys out. I, I know that for myself. So you want to lead, but you don't want to be in the front. Yeah, I don't want to be the center of attention. Is that, I mean, that is literally your job here. It is, yeah. And it's a, it's a version of that has been almost my entire professional life. I get tons of joy and feel a lot of purpose from um, like being the wind in someone's sail. Mm. Likewise, like Danny said, I don't I don't necessarily need to be out front, although I can. I don't I don't mind being the center of attention, but it doesn't it's not a draw for me. Mm. Knowing that I've uniquely provided something that moves a vision forward, mm-hmm. I can't get enough of it. <laughs> wow. I think it has a lot to do with our wings too. Sure. Since we're wing threes. Yeah. The achieving part of like, yeah, I'm I'm okay being the person that takes this on. Yeah. Um, maybe is why we lean that way as opposed to maybe some other twos. Sure. Let's, two of the questions I sent you, nothing is worse to me than when I feel what? That I've disappointed someone. Absolutely. Really? Oh, yeah. Because what does that mean if you've disappointed someone? What does that mean in your guts? Not failure, but close to it. Because in, in the, after that, after you realize it, you realize that there's probably not anything you can do to fix that. And you can't go back in time. You can't do anything. It's just you have to accept the fact that you have fallen short and move on. And that's Does hard. it keep you up at, at night? It can. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, for me, it's the kind of the fear of loss of connection. Like uh. if I, if I have disappointed you. I mean, I'll, I, if I know I'm going to disappoint someone, I will hide because that, la- that loss of connection um, scares me so much. It's like until I figure out how I'm going to make it up t- to them, I... Until you have the solution. Right. They won't be able to find you. Um, connection's so, um, such a driver for me mm-hmm. that that's, I think that's why disappointment feels so terrible. Yeah. And we pride ourselves in knowing people so deeply in our minds that disappointing feels like we've read it wrong. Yes. And you're just like, dang it. I, if I would have seen this angle, I could have gotten it right. And you My can't. Gracious. Is that what you wrote too? Is what feels worse to you? As a disappoint- oh, a disappointment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'll put the same thing down. <laughs> okay. So nothing is better to you than when you feel what? When I feel as though I've kind of beaten expectations, or like I've accomplished something that people weren't expecting me to accomplish. Not saying that they didn't think that I could, but just kind of catches them by surprise of just like, oh, wow, you went out or you went above and beyond to think about me or to do this. That is a great feeling. And it has to go along with someone acknowledging that I have gone above You can't do that by yourself. No, I can't tell myself that because to me, that's just the standard. Yeah, Yeah, it's just what you do. I'd love y'all. <laughs> um, <laughs> for me, better, yeah. nothing's better than when it's funny because it comes out in what people say. Like it's like you read my mind. Mm. The same thing, yeah. The, like yeah. you, you hit exactly what I needed, and, and it meant something, and I feel connected and like I belong. Like creating a, a space or a, a, an experience where people feel seen and taken care of, but but really the like special sauce of it is how, how did you know how'd you know exactly what I needed or wanted I didn't even know nothing's better I didn't even know but you knew yeah yeah that that <laughs> is so fascinating to me because 
I, I just do not think like y'all. I love it. I think it's awesome. Okay, so let's talk about your stress number and your security number. I just want to remind our friends listening that neither of these, there is not a good and a bad. They both actually serve you. They're both really important. It's the health you do in those spots. So your stress number is not bad. It actually serves you. It helps you take care of yourself. Your security number does not is not any better than your stress number. They, we need both of them. And so in your security, you go toward a four. Okay, let's listen to Suzanne talk about what that looks like for y'all to go toward a four. And then I'm dying to hear what that even looks like in the world. Uh, well, they go to four. And it's a lovely, lovely move because of the inward outward focus. Fours are focused inward most of the time, high percentage. Twos are focused outward a high percentage of the time. And twos have to focus inward if they're going to experience any kind of transformative healing. You know, you you can change without transforming anything. And I think we settle for change usually when we call it transformation, but we're just moving the chairs around on the deck a little, right? I also think that there is a creativity that twos find in four that helps them learn to express themselves in different ways other than verbally. Twos are very verbal, and twos process verbally. So um, I can't think through anything. I have to talk through everything as a two. Lots of twos don't have somebody they trust to talk through things with. So things don't get processed, and they just do the same behavior over and over and over because that is what they intuitively do rather than thinking through what they need to do, want to do, even want to do. The two questions that are the hardest for me to answer are, what do you feel? And what do you need? And you see, because twos are always meeting other people's needs, they've come up with this uh, internal understanding that they must be independent because they, they're meeting your needs. They don't have any needs. And that's so not true. And they have to learn to, to know what they need, to ask for what they need, and be willing to not have the need met. Yeah, it's pretty spot on once again. <laughs> she is a pro, Danny. She, she knows. Suze <laughs> knows. Tell me what it feels like when you're in security, when you can look inward, when you're spending so much time looking outward as a two. I would say that it's just refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just started going to counseling about a little over a year ago. Well Everybody should go to counseling. Agreed. It's a great here, thing. Here. Um, has done wonders for me. Really? To be that, that's when she talks about twos don't have someone they can like trust in to talk things through about, which definitely I need to talk things out, um, has done so much good for me. I think in the security, you just fall back to like taking a high level view of what's going on in your life and and how you're behaving. And if you actually are taking care of yourself, because a lot of times we just forget that, that question about what do they need, I never know what I need. Really? really? Yeah, it just isn't anything that crosses my mind to think about. 
But when I can sit and process and talk to somebody and I can like question those things and question my own actions, that's when I kind of get that sense of like, oh man, this is, uh, this is what I needed. This was it. It, it. it doesn't ever feel like that much. It's just like, man, I just... Can you give me an example? Because when you walked in the door, we said coffee or water, and you said water. So whereas sometimes Enneagram 9s have a hard time knowing what, in that moment, what they want to say, but you quickly had an answer. So when you say you don't know what you need, you're not talking about what you want from Burger Up. You're talking about like a deeper... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like at the because I walked in with coffee, so I just needed water. Yeah, <laughs> so that was a, that was a pretty easy decision for me to make, honestly. Um, and I mean, I think I decision making isn't something that's difficult for me, but when it's thinking about like my heart and mm. what my heart needs, that's when it gets a lot more complicated in my brain. That's when it it just doesn't always register. Wow. Yeah, Ash, insecurity. Well, something Danny said makes me think of like I had a conversation recently with a friend who wasn't feeling well, and I was like, "Oh, do you like do you like to be taken care of when you're sick, or or do you like to be left alone?" And they had a quick answer, but then we're like, "What what about you?" And and I I stopped and I was like, "Not only do I not know the answer to that question, I've I've never considered that." And that's a simple oh, wow. example, but. I thought about it for you a while. You knew to ask the question, but you had yeah. never thought about the and, answer. And I, I still in this moment, I'm not sure I can answer, like, truly. I'm not sure I can unearth what I actually want or need. I'm going to try not to judge it. It just feels like i got some work to do there. Um, but I definitely am a verbal processor, what Suzanne said about that. I, I Being others referencing and a verbal processor, like, I have a joke with a friend who, you know, when he's, he says, how are you, Ash? I'm like, I don't know. You tell me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe if we talk for a little while, I can figure it yeah. out. <laughs> but um, insecurity, the the attributes of the four, being able to go inward, being able to kind of sit still with myself too. I practice stillness, but I have to do it intentionally. And it's a little bit more even in the stillness that it's, not about someone else, that I'm actually checking in with myself about how I do feel, what I do need. It takes so much energy and effort to ask when I do figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when she said being willing to not have the need met, like that, that may be a, an additional answer to the question of nothing feels worse than. Yeah. Like if I muster up the courage to, to say like, hey, I, I need some time together or I need whatever it might be and and that's not available to me like uh, that's scary. You're agreeing with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an absence of resolution mm. that that is difficult to to handle. I just so I'm legally single, but I just recently started dating someone about 6 months ago and one of my LOL, biggest LOL legally single. <laughs> According I realized to the state that I said Tennessee. that. I said that earlier, and then I was like, "She might listen to this. She's not gonna like, like if I said that I was single." Yeah. <laughs> um, I hope she made it into this point before she texted you. <laughs> 
Hey, friends, just taking a short break from this conversation to give a shout out to our amazing partners, Liquid IV. One of my big goals when we're on the road for the That Sounds Fun Tour is that everyone who's traveling with us ends up healthier on the other side of the tour. I say it to them all the time. And when we're pushing ourselves like in the busyness of tour or just the busyness of summer, it's especially important to take care of ourselves with the proper vitamins, nutrients, and hydration. And that's why our friends at Liquid IV created Hydration Multiplier Plus Immune Support to maintain and strengthen your immune system. I'm usually a morning Liquid IV gal because it helps me stay hydrated and feel good all day. I love the new Hydration Multiplier Plus because it's got vitamin C and zinc that supports your health and it boosts your immune system. Plus, the natural tangerine flavor tastes amazing. You know Ashley, our Enneagram 2, who also is our staff boss, who also is on tour with me, packed plenty of liquid IV for the tour bus, and the little single-serving packets are so convenient for all of us to grab and use every day. Hydration Multiplier Plus Immune Support is a cutting-edge blend of vitamin C, which supports good health, zinc, which supports immune cell function, and Wellmune, which is a naturally sourced beta-glucan that's proven to help strengthen your immune system. All of that and Liquid IV can provide two to three times faster and more efficient hydration than water alone. I feel so different when I drink Liquid IV, you guys. It is literally my favorite. So get your Liquid IV hydration multiplier plus immune support in bulk at Costco or you can order online and get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code that sounds fun at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today using promo code that sounds fun at liquidiv.com. And now back to finish our conversation with Ashley and Danny. One of the things that I've had to learn to deal with a lot is just that things can be not okay and that's like fine mm. and that there's nothing that I can do about it and I just have to sit with it and accept it. And I think that kind of goes back to just like in our minds, there's there's not many situations that don't have a resolution or don't have like a certain end. And so being vague like that just does not ever sit well with me. And it's something that I have to learn to process and be okay with because it's a, just a part of life. Yeah. Um, but it does not come naturally or easily to have that and to think that in the same vein, like this person can be upset with me and they're allowed to be upset with me and that's it. And you just have to let it be. (laughs) And that's terrible. It's terrible. (laughs) In your security, she mentioned you get more creative. Does that feel true? Or do you have more creative solutions to people needing you? I had an interesting moment as I was just thinking through and like preparing for this conversation where I realized that in both security and in stress, I know we're not there yet, but I feel like I have more access to the part of myself that can set good boundaries. Oh, wow. From, from both my, my four who can just kind of own what she needs. needs. Yeah. Yeah. And then from access to the eight, that's just strong and is like, no. So I think it's interesting that, that in stress and insecurity, and in security, I, I have access to better boundary setting. That's interesting. Does that yeah, feel true, I would Danny? agree with that too. Mm-hmm. Let's listen to Suzanne tell us about as twos, you go toward an eight as your stress number. It still serves you. It's not bad, but I'd like 
I can't wait to hear y'all's feedback on her. <laughs> I'm nervous. So where do twos go in stress? Eight. Oh, y'all get like that. Okay. <laughs> they go to eight. And it's so great because uh, it's like, yeah, don't mess with me today or uh-huh. no. My girls still tell about one morning, Joey, the oldest, said, Mom, where's my cheerleading uniform? And I unloaded. I went straight to eight and said, what do you mean, where's your uniform? You're the cheerleader. I'm not the cheerleader. I was a cheerleader, but I'm not one now. Do Handle your own uniform, and you get your own soccer uniform, and you get your own shoes, and no, I'm not picking up anybody extra today. And they, I could hear them upstairs. Joey called all the other children together and said, I don't know what's happening, but it's bad down there. <laughs> and it was me and eight. It was like there's yeah. just a moment where you say no. Now, in a kinder, gentler, more... Uh, lovely reflection of who I am. I find it very difficult to say no without eight in my pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you've said to us that our stress number is the one that we go to when to help take care of ourselves. Yeah. I just say yes and yes and yes and yes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, that way I get hurt and everybody around me that I said yes to gets hurt because some of those should have been no's, you know, every, Every yes that a two says means no somewhere else. And unfortunately, Uh twos tend to take for granted the people they love the most and say yes to people they might never see again. Wow. And without the stress of being overcommitted and over, over, and without that eight piece inherently part of us, saying no would be very tricky. It's still tricky for me, but I'm getting better at it. What a pro. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she's, she's done some work here. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. What say you? It's interesting because I, um, my, my up closest relationship is with an eight with and an a eight. healthy eight. Yeah. And he goes to, to insecurity. So we have, we have a, the same line back yes. and forth to e- yes. each other's types. So it's a, it's. But you go there and sh- I go, as a I go stress to help and, and he and goes stress, as yes. a security help. Um, wow. But the strength that she referenced to, to take care of myself, it takes a lot to get me there. And, but then when I realize, oh, oh, like I'm overextended, I'm, I have depleted my reserves. My reserves are pretty deep, mm-hmm. you know, but when I get to that point where I'm like, i I have hit the limit. Like, where else can I go? But some strength of will and resolve to say, no, I can't. And it can also play out in harshness and directness and impatience, particularly with my kids. Who gets that the most from you? Which part? The strong eight, the directness, the, um, I want to say bullying. That's not the right word. <laughs> what What did you just say? The... Um, I mean, harsh, direct, and impatient. Harsh, direct, yeah. and impatient. Who gets that um, from you? Uh, probably just some of my closest friends. Because mm-hmm. I've, at this point, with some of them, I've built really deep relationships and, like, feel as though that I've earned the ability to just be honest and direct. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, going back to what we mentioned a while ago, I, I think that I'm saying what's best and then I realized afterwards that I was just like, oh, that was 
that was probably a little uncalled for. Um, oh, wow. And that's, yeah, yeah, that comes out in those relationships a bit. Um, what what happens to send you from your two-ness to eight-ness? And in like an unhealthy standpoint? Yeah, like on a on a Tuesday. What could happen today that would make you realize, oh, I'm kind of operating out of a, my stress number right now? Um, I, I think I just feel kind of fed up with things. Mm. I just am like... When your cup runneth over. Yeah, yeah. Those the the reserves have run dry, and you're just like, people stop asking of me, and just like, give me a second. I just need a little bit of time, and then I'll be able to get right back at it, and I'll be the person that you have known. But in this moment, I I can't give you what you want. Um, and then that's when the impatience comes out. That's when it's a little bit aggressive, where it's just like, you know what, like. I don't care what you think in this moment. I need you to hear this right now and I'll suffer the consequences afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, when do you go to eight when you get, he said fed up. I'm thinking of a a very specific instance. It's one with me. No. no, (laughs) (laughs) Here at work. (laughs) Just last Tuesday. Like a moment that I actually lost my temper Uh in front of other people directly at someone mm-hmm. and it um it happened because things weren't going as i had planned like it goes back to it goes back to pride it's that i had i had a plan and i had that plan because i thought i knew best and how it was going to go well and how everyone was going to have the best experience possible and when i sensed feeling out of control and that my plan wasn't going to be followed I lashed out, and of course, like I knew immediately. I was like, "Holy cow, Ash, we gotta <laughs> time out," um, you know, and I apologized and made made it right. But but as I reflected on it, and still, I mean, I like my neck will get hot just thinking about it because it's not who I want to be. I go to stress um, when when my pride gets pricked. When I feel out of control, then the at the lesser end of the spectrum it's it's just real honest and then at the at the tipping point of the spectrum it's I yell what do y'all need God to say to you for me it's just that unconditional love being reminded of that that I don't have to do all the things that I put on my plate for my just thinking that everybody needs it from me but like mm-hmm. I am worthy just for who I am of his love and his sacrifice and all that sort of stuff um and that is something that's, like, difficult to remind myself of. But I know that that's what I need. Yeah, that word worthy, it really messes with me because of how much I resist it. Yeah, oh, yeah. But that, that's, I didn't write that down. But what I wrote down was what I need to hear from God is I'm enough, so you don't have to be. Mm, that he can I'm, handle it. I'm holding things together. You don't have to. Gosh, I think about um, the line in the worship song in Christ Alone where it says, when striving cease. Like, that's the the posture in which the Lord and I are most with each other and mm-hmm. together is when I am aware of he's holding things together. I don't have yeah. to. I can be held. 
Does that ring in your heads as male, female, as much as it does in mine? Because to me, you saying, I need the Lord to tell me I'm, I'm, I'm enough, I'm worthy. And Ashley saying, God holds it all together. <laughs> like, God will do. And so to me, I, I just wonder if there's some male or female to that. Maybe not. I don't know. I didn't never I didn't think about it. I didn't either. In the moment. But it's possible. You might, might be onto something. I just thought, yeah, I just thought that sounded like a hmm. female two and a male two having coming at the same point, but coming at it from different. two from different, different yeah. angles. I see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a male two in my life. And I really hurt his feelings one time because he was verbally processing and I thought he was asking for help. And I read that V wrong. So for those of us who love twos, have twos in our lives, what do we do? How do we, how do we love you well? How do we know what to do? I mean, that goes back to the, what do you need? I don't know. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. You, if you can help us know what we need, then we'll ask you for it. But <laughs> Exactly. It's just not, it's really hard to put it into words. I think probably boiling it down, it's just like appreciating us and our efforts mm. that will go a long way. And not not to say like stay out of our way, but just like if you see us like coming at a situation a certain way, like either like embrace it or be like, hey, just tell I think a lot of it is just just straight up honesty. Because mm. I think I personally am really good with being told like, hey, you're out of line or thanks for the support or whatever it might be. Um, so just in those moments, just saying like, hey, this is not what I need in this moment. Thank you. I appreciate what you're thinking and doing, but you don't need to do that right now. I think goes a really long way for me. That's a great answer. Mm-hmm. When I think about what I need from other people, it usually boils down to time. That might be more just love language love language than yeah. it is personality, you know, being a two. But I think what I wish people knew about twos is that the the serving, the helping, the giving, and this might be uniquely female as well, I'm not sure, but that the serving and the the giving and the the helping um, doesn't mean I'm weak. Mm, no, I bet that's male too. <laughs> Look at Danny's face. I'm sorry if I can't see your face. Your eyes are saucers. That feels true to you too, huh? I don't. Oh no. I don't know. Oh, I misread your face. I I just hadn't thought about that before. I don't know. Well, my counselor said at at some point to me, she was like, "Wow, you've you've got the the trifecta of being southern." female and Christian. Yeah. Um, and and there so there are some ways in which I kind of war against some stereotypes of the systems that I mm-hmm. exist in. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's a little bit of insecurity, my my four saying, no, like I, I have these individual uniquenesses that that matter mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the spheres I'm in, you know. But there's something in me that has has battled with feeling as if I'm perceived as weak because I want to support. Wow. Or maybe even just diminished or less than. Um, and so I think I want people to know that that your twos are strong. They have strength to tap into. It's a vulnerable strength, you know, but it's, I think it's an expression of 
I was talking to you, well, actually, I think I was praying this with you the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope this isn't doesn't come across a weird way, but I think it's an expression of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that, you know, the Bible talks about the Spirit being um, a guide, a counselor, right. uh, a helper, someone who goes to God on our behalf, who knows what we need and asks for it, even when we don't know, like, and groanings to, like, outside of words. I don't know. It feels like it it matters. And I want to, I want to show up as that person, you know, as that expression. That's very good. (laughs) What did we not say about twos that y'all want to make sure we say? I think one thing that we've kind of touched here and there is that we're just really intentional people. Like behind everything that I do, there is intention and it can be the smallest amount or it can be me really, really taking time to think about somebody else um, or even just myself. I think that's another one that as much as we think about others, in health, we think a lot about ourselves and what we need and all that jazz. Yeah. Um, but there's just, for me personally, I have found that there is so much more intentionality behind my actions than most people think about on a daily basis. That's yeah. probably true. Yeah, that feels true for sure. Ash, anything we forgot? Maybe just that if the twos in your life do reach or ask, maybe just some, some grace or some, some covering to let them have those needs. Yeah, if, you if know? a two asked for something, that there was a lot of iceberg below that ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good to remember. Yeah, there was probably a lot of buildup to that moment. Yeah. Huh. Well done, you guys. Um, you both specifically are the exact right person we needed today. <laughs> so thank you for thank doing you. this thank and you. using your time like this. You helped a lot of us who are twos, who are in relationship with twos, who may be raising little twos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so though we do not type children. But the last question we always ask, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you. Anything with friends. Anything. It can be pretty... I know that's very vague. No, it's great. But grabbing a beer, going to a sporting event, concert, any, anything where I'm with people that I love and want to be around, Yeah, I can make that fun. I can enjoy that. Would that have been true in 2019 as, it's, as much as it's true in 2021? Would you have had a bigger answer then? I think it would have been the same answer. Great. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Sounds games? Oh, I love sounds games. Sounds games. They're so great. They're the best. Baseball is my favorite sport, so it's easy oh, they, for me Braves? to love sounds games. Yes, exactly. Listen, of course. How good do they look right now? They're, I'm happy with them. They're coming in. They're, <laughs> I need them to keep keep the trajectory going in this direction. Yes, I agree. I want them to be this good in August. Yeah, and this fun. They're yeah, just like they seem fun. to like like each other a ton, don't they? Mm-hmm. Ash, what sounds fun to you? Sitting across from someone I love on like a cushy... Mm-hmm. A cushy situation with no time limit and no one who needs anything from me. Like the kids are in bed or spending the night at my parents' house and Matt's playing golf and I I just have meandering conversation. Great. I hope you get to do that this weekend. I I might just make that happen. I think you should. <laughs> um, thank you guys for doing this today. Mm-hmm. I really no appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Yeah.
Oh, you guys, don't you love them? My gosh, twos. What would the world be without our twos? Are they not? They're just, they're just the best. They are the best of us, probably. It's probably true. Oh, I love our twos. Hey, be sure to follow along through the rest of Innia Summer 2021 so you get to hear about all nine types. And if you are a two, please share this with your friends and loved ones so that they can understand you better. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And for two more weeks, you can find me out on tour. So grab those tickets at AnnieFDowns.com slash events if you haven't already. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. And I'll do the same. Have a great week. And we'll see you back here on Wednesday to hear me fangirl so hard. When I talk to longtime influence in my life, y'all, Michael W. Smith is here on Wednesday. Good gravy. We'll see you on Wednesday. Get ready. Get ready.